At their founding, the institutions of a civilization are created to serve the needs of its citizens and perpetuate their way of life. These organizations transmit and safeguard the values of the culture from which they arise. As civilization grows and the scale of its operation increases, the people rely more and more on these institutions, which bind an ever-expanding population together and ensure their well-being. Conservatives naturally seek to defend and preserve these institutions. But during a cultural revolution, this impulse can be turned against them. The right needs to rethink how it approaches institutions that have been captured by those who seek to radically alter the character of the nation. The FBI now tracks and monitors traditional Catholics as enemies of the state. The justice system delivers comically inflated prison sentences to January 6 protesters while handing out free passes to violent leftists. Illegal aliens get public assistance in housing while drug-addicted vagrants form encampments in major American cities. The sitting president can funnel tens of millions of dollars through his drug-addicted son without penalty while his main political rival is indicted on flimsy charges designed to influence the next election. America's institutions certainly have an agenda, but it's clear that they no longer serve the interests of American citizens. It's entirely understandable that conservatives would want to defend and preserve our ruling institutions. It's just our natural disposition. In a healthy civilization, conservation is an important instinct that protects the culture and traditions that have served the people well and made them who they are. But it's critical for conservatives to understand that these organizations have been re-engineered over decades to destroy the very things they once held sacred. The Department of Education simply indoctrinates. The Department of Defense only defends the borders of foreign nations. The Department of Justice ensures that we live under a narco-tyranny. While these institutions were originally founded with the good of the people in mind, they now exist primarily to transfer wealth to the client classes of the Democratic Party and dismantle American tradition. By now, everyone is familiar with the strategy of the long march through the institutions that the left used over decades to take control of everything from academia to the corporate boardroom. This constant ideological corrosion allowed leftists to capture America's ruling institutions and turn them into vehicles for cultural revolution. Understandably, many conservatives would like to take the same approach to recapture these critical nodes of culture and political power. But this misses a fundamental difference between the left and the right. The left is a force of chaos that wins through deception and decay gaining power by breaking the bonds of nature and tradition. Conservatives can't slowly infiltrate existing institutions the way the left did because conservatism is not a form of civilizational entropy. The mechanics are not the same. When the right brings order, it does so through creation. New things are built, existing things are maintained, corrupt things are replaced. Conservatives were told that their way of life would be preserved by politically neutral institutions, but that's not how the world works. That which is not actively maintained will inevitably decay. G.K. Chesterton described the dynamic accurately when he said, quote, All conservatism is based upon the idea that if you leave things alone, you leave them as they are. But you do not. 
If you leave a thing alone, you leave it to a torrent of change. If you leave a white post alone, it will soon become a black post. If you particularly want it to be white, you must be always painting it again. That is, you must always be having a revolution. Briefly, if you want the old white post, you must have a new white post. End quote. Universities today aren't just neglecting real education, they're actively undermining it, and we can't let them get away with it. America was made for an educated and engaged citizenry. The Intercollegiate Studies Institute is here to help. ISI offers programs and opportunities for conservative students across the country. ISI understands that conservatives and right-of-center students feel isolated on college campuses and that you're often fighting for your own reputation, dignity, and future. Through ISI, you can learn about what Russell Kirk called the permanent things, the philosophical and political teachings that shaped and made Western civilization great. ISI offers many opportunities to jumpstart your career. They have fellowships at some of the nation's top conservative publications like National Review, The American Conservative, and The College Thinker. If you're a graduate student, ISI offers funding opportunities to sponsor the next great generation of college professors. Through ISI, you can work with conservative thinkers who are making a difference. Thinkers like Chris Rufo, who currently has an ISI researcher helping him with his book. But perhaps most importantly, ISI offers college students a community of people that can help them grow. If you're a college student, ISI can help you start a student organization or a student newspaper or meet other like-minded students at their various conferences and events. ISI is here to educate the next generation of great Americans. To learn more, go to ISI.org. That's ISI.org. When it comes to American institutions, there's no longer a post to paint. The wood has been thoroughly rotted, and the only path to restoration is to build anew. It's not simply a matter of appointing a new FBI director or replacing a few cabinet members. It's about stripping these organizations down to the foundations and removing the poisonous ideology that has planted itself there root and branch. Many conservative politicians would shrink from the immensity of this undertaking, but it must be the standard to which the right holds its would-be leaders. The mild reform of the institutions that have led the culture war is insufficient, and conservatives will need to shift their perspective if they intend to restore American greatness. This task can seem overwhelming, and some problems can only be addressed at the highest levels of power. But in the meantime, we might take some practical steps. The right can begin with the development of alternative institutions, or even better, by reimagining the way a critical system works. Currently, the left has a stranglehold on employment due to its control of the university system, which most employers use as a credential to filter potential employees. Conservative alternatives such as Hillsdale College are great, but they leave the larger leftist system in place. Establishing an alternative credentialing process that circumvents the college system, like the certifications that exist for many jobs in the technology sector, would be a great place to start. Most employers embrace the college degree credential as a proxy for IQ tests, which civil rights laws and the courts barred companies from using. Overturning a case like Griggs v. Duke Power Company and the disparate impact standard introduced would also deliver a critical blow to the social power progressives wield through both the colleges and corporate human resource departments. These changes wouldn't recapture old and dying institutions, but they serve as examples of how conservatives can shift their focus and change the game. 
Their move that would free the right from the shackles of the old system and allow them space to grow and build. The right can't serve as an agent of chaos, infiltrating and corrupting the left. Instead, it must restore order through the creation of great works that will inspire and guide future generations. Thanks for watching, guys. If you enjoyed this video, go ahead and click like. And if you haven't subscribed yet, now is a great time to do so. If you'd like to get these broadcasts as podcasts, make sure that you go ahead and subscribe to the Orrin McIntyre Show on your favorite podcast platform. And when you do, make sure to leave a rating or review. It really helps with all the algorithm magic. If you'd like to follow me on Twitter or Gab or Substack, if you'd like to go ahead and watch these videos on Rumble or Odyssey, the links to do all of that are down below in the description. And of course, you can watch all of my episodes and read all of my columns over the blaze. Thanks for watching, guys. And as always, I'll talk to you next time.